Good evening, and welcome to the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program, sponsored by Heritage Baptist Church in New York City, a church that is committed to proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ in an atmosphere of love. Please join us this hour as Pastor Matthew Recker opens the Word of God and then brings others, including you, into the conversation. Tonight, we'll seek to have a dialogue that will glorify God and will show how the Bible is relevant to everyday life. Our desire is to lead people to salvation in Christ and encourage believers in their spiritual growth. Join us and build up your own heritage of faith. Welcome. We are so grateful to be with you again this Sunday evening for another episode of the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program hosted by Pastor Matthew Recker. My name is Micah. I'm the ministry assistant at Heritage, and tonight we will continue our series in the book of Romans, and we're in the middle of Romans chapter 8. As always, we would love to hear from you, and we would love to pray for you, so we have call screeners standing by to take your call at 929 333 3739. Pastor Matt, question for you tonight. What is your favorite season? Oh, Micah, I love this season of the year, the fall. You know why? Because this season is kind of a cool, crisp time of year. Yeah. Some of the most beautiful, clear days of the uh-huh. year. But it's also a time of settling down. I mean, mm-hmm. the summer, when we look back, it's just like a blur of amazing memories mm-hmm. from vacation Bible time with the kids to yeah. our missions trip to Brazil to uh-huh. our missions conference and camp retreat, yeah. the start of our institute. But now everything kind of settles down and starts humming along. Yeah. And from now until Christmas time, and we'll have our Thanksgiving feast, and then Christmas. Yes. So, but it, but it's a great time of year, mm-hmm. and we encourage everyone to get back in the rhythm of of the Lord yeah. in the Word daily, in church every Sunday, mm-hmm. prayer meetings on Wednesday. And so, if you're out there looking for a good Bible believing church, we again invite you to Heritage on Sunday at 490 Hudson Street, or. Come on out on a Wednesday night or a Monday night to our institute on Monday, our yeah. prayer fellowship on Wednesday to 633 3rd Avenue, and we would love to have you. And but but it, so this is a great time of year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and you know what? This is great. This is great to have two awesome sisters from Heritage with us on the Heritage of Faith Conversations tonight, Micah. This evening we have returning with us Sister Megan. So great to have you back with us, Megan. Thank you. Thank you. And we're looking forward to studying into Romans chapter 8 with Amen. Megan and Sister Agath. How are you doing, Sister Agath? Very well, thank you, Pastor. Now, her name is really Agatha, but Agatha does something unique. You do something so unique and unusual. She calls me Pass. Not pastor, but pass, right, I guess? Yes, so, so when she started calling me pass, I started calling her a gas. Yeah. <laughs> and I think everybody thinks her that's name is a gas now. Yeah, that's first but, I thought that was her name. But you years. know, Micah, wasn't that a wonderful highlight? When we went down to Grenada, yeah. Agath had her daughter down there mm-hmm. and a friend who has a restaurant and she provided the most wow. amazing yeah. Grenadian feast. Yeah. 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 Uh, it was probably our us. best meal when we were down there. Yeah, and that Thank was God. so generous of you. You are a giver and a real generous sister, Agath. So Thank we, you so much, Pat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's great Thank to have you. them with us. Tonight we're going to be yeah. in Romans chapter 8 and continuing our conversation from last week when we began talking about realities in our relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so tonight, let's dive right back in. We're going to read, Megan, Sister Mega will read Romans chapter 8, verses 14 through 17 for us as we begin. Okay, verse 14. And as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. 
For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Amen. Okay, Amen. let's pray tonight. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that witnesses to our spirit that we're your children, and he does so much more. And so we ask you now to go before us in this conversation to encourage every heart. Lord, for those who are strong in faith, for those who are weak in faith, that they would be encouraged and challenged. For those who are addicted to the ministry or those who are addicted perhaps to drug or alcohol, that they would be exhorted and lifted up to follow you, Jesus Christ, that people would hear your voice as clearly as Matthew heard it when he sat behind that tax collector's desk, when you said, follow me, or when Peter and John heard you on the seashore. May people hear your voice clearly from the word of God tonight to hear you say to them, follow me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. So bless now this evening, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so th- when we started in Romans chapter 8, this is such a fabulous chapter of Scripture. I think it's a, pa- it's a passage where people have their favorite type verses. So we did ask those who are with us, what was their favorite verse in this magnificent chapter? So I'd like to just kind of start off with that, Megan, with you, so, and ask you, what is your favorite verse in Romans chapter 8? Well, my favorite verse is Romans chapter 8, verse 1. It says, um, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. In fact, I memorized this verse when I was a little girl, a little mm-hmm. child. And I have used it extensively as a source of encouragement, as a source of growth, and, a, and strength in my spiritual work. It has also um, been a verse that I use when I witness to explain that man can receive pardon from sin and have eternal life. Mm-hmm. The fact is the word... The words no condemnation um, in that verse does not mean that um, sin is not to be condemned or God doesn't condemn sin. But it means that the gospel does not pronounce condemnation like the law does. Mm-hmm. The office mm-hmm. of the law is to condemn, but the office of the gospel is to pardon. How That's sweet right. that is. Mm-hmm. Therefore, for those in Christ, there is no condemnation. Amen. Not only no final con- mm-hmm. uh, condemnation, but no condemnation now. Mm-hmm. That is so comforting to me. You mm-hmm. see, um, whenever I quote this verse, I could um, hear my father as a little girl praying for us. And his favorite line of prayer was, Lord, Help my children to flee from the raft mm. to come. Mm. Yeah, you see, that is the condemnation he feared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That final condemnation. It was as if he could see all of us nine children standing before God and mm-hmm. hear God saying to us, Depart from me, you workers mm. of iniquity. And he dreaded that moment more than anything else. Mm. So he agonized before God and with his trembling sweet voice, <laughs> he prayed. Amen. He prayed for us. Amen. Now, that line of prayer has become my favorite line when I speak to my children, yes. when I pray to God Amen. for them. That's, that's powerful, Sister yes. Megan. Praise so God. True, and it, so it, Romans chapter 8 is so amazing because mm-hmm. it begins with no condemnation mm-hmm. and then it ends with no separation, so, right? Yes. That there's nothing that can separate so, us from, from the, the love, love of God. Of God. So and true. Sister Agath, what is your favorite verse here now in Romans um, chapter 8? My verse, Pastor, is um, Romans 8, 8. 
So then, they that in the flesh cannot please God, which is so true. Mm-hmm. Those who are in the flesh are those who have not received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior yet. Mm-hmm. To please Christ, you must have the Spirit of God within you. Only then you can have fellowship with Him mm-hmm. and to please Him, that which controls you. And this is a very important part of it which controls you without the controlling of the holy spirit you are not in unison with him this is so important it's absolutely important because Mm -hmm. one of the most popular verses in all of the bible Mm -hmm. is in romans 8 chapter 8 verse Mm -hmm. 28 and that verse gets to the same point Mm -hmm. for romans 8 28 says and we know Mm -hmm. all things work together for good amen but it doesn't stop there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And although the unsaved would like to maybe quote that part and think that it relates to them, it doesn't. Because mm-hmm. it says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love, love God oh, and yeah. to them who are the called yeah. according Amen. to his purpose. In That's other words, right. the ones who are saved. Mm-hmm. So, dear friends, if you're not saved, make sure you are so that you're under no condemnation yeah. so right. that you can please God. And so that all things work together for good. good. Amen. Pastor, I think that's interesting that you mentioned Mm -hmm. that because I think think the quote of the world is like, oh, everything happens for a reason. You know, Mm -hmm. people will say that. And although that's true, (laughs) everything does happen for a reason, it doesn't happen necessarily for everybody's good. It happens for the good of those who love the Lord. Amen. Yeah, that's right. So So we talked last week about Mm -hmm. the first three realities in our relationship with the Holy Spirit. And that, mm-hmm. and we said that we have the Spirit's mind. So let me just go back for just a moment in Romans chapter 8. And if you even look there in verse number 5, it says, For they that are after the flesh do mind, that is, put their mind on the things of the flesh. They that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, or to mind, if you will, the things of the Spirit is implied. And then verse 6 uses that same word, to be carnally minded is death, to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And when we are saved, we have the mind of Christ. And then Paul exhorts us, let this mind be in you. So we have a new mind, we have the Spirit's mind, and then we have the Spirit's presence. And last week we talked about how... The Spirit of God dwells in us. And we mentioned three times that word dwell. The Holy Spirit dwells in us, or we have His presence. And then we have the Spirit's victory. And so tonight we're going to move forward and talk about three more very powerful realities in our relationship with the Holy Spirit that we have the Spirit's leading, and we have the Spirit's adoption, and we have the Spirit's witness. So verse 14, again, says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God... They are the sons of God. So let's talk about the Spirit's leading in our life. How does He lead us exactly? Does He he tow us and tug on us? Does He push us and pull us? Does He coax us and coerce us? Is God a bully in leading us? No. No. But then how? How and what is his way of leading? The Spirit leads us. So let's talk about different ways the Spirit leads us. And I think we could talk, go in different directions here. So, Megan, can you share with us one of the ways you believe the Holy Spirit leads us? Sure, Pastor. I think to begin this 
to answer in this question. I like to quote um, Bands. He's a Bible commentator mm. on this verse. And um, he said that, for, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God, means that all who are thus led produces a spirit of adoption, thus, have a, thus having a willingness to yield to the Spirit's influence and submit to Him. End of quote. You see, all Christians have been adopted into the family of God. Mm-hmm. Therefore, finds it sweet and perfect to submit to His influence. All sinners decidedly reject and they oppose and they resist the Spirit. The Spirit of God leads us like a shepherd will direct mm-hmm. his sheep. And that is, He leads by accompanying us to a point of destination. He does not say, okay, you go over there or Oh, he said, you go across there. No, he mm-hmm. goes with us, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. I can remember, Pastor, n- not long ago, my doctor called me and he gave me some news that was not particularly good. Mm. And uh, so I became anxious. I was afraid. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, that night I couldn't sleep uh, wow. to the point of feeling ill. Mm-hmm. Yes, I wanted to feel better and I wanted to fall asleep. But I was carrying a burden that prevented me from doing so. Um, to, to get from the point of sleeplessness to the point where I can sleep, I just couldn't. At that moment, I began to claim the promise of God, the promises mm-hmm. of God. There are so many in the suite in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And I began to sing songs in the night to him. I prayed to him. And it was only then that I, I experienced and knew a sweet assurance of his presence mm-hmm. that was always there. And I, I, I almost chuckled in the night. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then I fell asleep. A deep sleep took me. You see, he took me from that point of sleeplessness mm-hmm. to the point of deep sleep. And he carried mm-hmm. me. Pastor, mm-hmm. he carried me. Yes. And he carried my heavy load too. Mm-hmm. Not me alone, but he carried, also carried my load. And he gave me peace. Amen. All the way, all the way. Mm-hmm. He has promised that he will never leave us nor forsake Sweet. us. And what greater comfort could that be for a child of God? Amen, amen. Amen. That reminds me of that poem, Footprints, as well, that he carries us when there's only one set of footprints. Mm -hmm. Isn't it the Lord carrying us through? Mm -hmm. When we even go through the valley of the shadow of death, he is with us. So I like that. He uh, he leads us by accompanying us. Agath, what is another way the Lord leads us? Through his Holy Spirit speaking to us. Mm. Because... Pastor, I had that great experience. Many years ago, I will hear people speak about that kind of leading and the Spirit speak to them. And I say to myself, what is people really saying? But it's until you mm-hmm. experience it for yourself as what some of the things that Sister Megan is saying. Mm-hmm. He leads me like a teacher. I will just um, say a recent experience I had from the conference we had l- lately. Mm-hmm. And as the preacher was speaking, I became very convinced that I should leave that particular matter that I had burdening me down. Mm-hmm. And it was very troubling to me. I did not want to give up, but I have to, as the spirit, um, voicelessly, if I should say so, use that word, speaking to me. And said, leave that alone. Mm. Leave that alone, Agatha. And I listened. And today I must say that I have the peace, the deep peace that I wanted to have on my own. But through Jesus Christ and the 
urging of the Holy Spirit, I listened. And I could say that I have that assurance that he will fix that matter for me. So I praise him today for that experience yes. today. That's Praise a beautiful the Lord. Praise mm-hmm. the Lord, Agatha. And mm-hmm. I know that that was a difficult situation you were going through. And I love Very where the, psalm, so. uh, the psalmist said, I will instruct thee. Mm-hmm. God speaking, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. Amen. And I will guide thee mm-hmm. with mine eye. And I think of Philip when he was in the desert. And the, the Bible says, and the Spirit said to Philip, go near to that chariot. Mm-hmm. And the Spirit speaks to our heart like that, saying, yeah. go there, Definitely. or don't go there, or go talk to that person, or, mm-hmm. or uh, go to that college, or go move to that city, or go and marry that person, or however mm-hmm. God leads us, you yeah. know. Amen. God does lead us, and Amen. He speaks to us mm-hmm. by His Spirit. Dear because. friends, maybe you need the Spirit's leading mm-hmm. in your life and you need the comfort of him accompanying you or teaching you if you would want us to pray with you about some matter that you need definite leading in call us right now at 929-333-3739 again 929-333-3739 and so michael how else do you see the spirit leading in our lives well, I do think, um, as I was listening to Agatha <laughs> speak, I thought, um, you know, there was a point in her life, she said, where she was like, what are these people talking about when they say, yeah. you know, the Holy Spirit <laughs> leads us? And I just think, you know, I just want to encourage our listeners. That made me want to encourage our listeners. Mm-hmm. If you haven't experienced that, you know, you can ask God for that kind of leading. Amen. Um, and when you listen to his voice, mm-hmm. the still small voice, you know, the more that you listen, the more that he speaks to Amen. you. So I would just say, you know, are you listening to God's voice or are or are the other voices in the world just drowning the, his voice out mm-hmm. and and really just intentionally go for that um, listening to his voice. But uh, mm-hmm. you asked me what another way was. So another way the Holy Spirit leads us is by personally planning our pathway you know i think of him you know he's just like a loving parent who leads a little child wherever they need Mm -hmm. to go you know always heading toward the ultimate destination patiently waiting for the child to catch up sometimes taking the best possible route and in the ideal situation being led by the spirit mirrors a child fully trusting in the parent like we were just talking about naively and joyfully you know following following along as the parent leads as far as my journey with the lord it's taken so many unexpected twists and turns, I would mm-hmm. say, that, you know, I stopped making many long-term plans a while ago because, <laughs> you know, when I look back even five amen, years, my amen. day-to-day life, it, it looks totally different than, you know, anything I could have planned or mm-hmm. predicted. So now I feel like I'm just sort of going along for really the ride, cool. and there's a real freedom in that. Mm-hmm. Um, Isaiah 55, it's a great chapter expressing all the ways that God leads us, and It's a chapter, you know, it's the famous one where God says that his ways are not our ways. But I actually love verse 12, which Mm -hmm. is a poetic description of what it feels like to be led by the Spirit. So I'll read Isaiah 55, 12. Mm -hmm. For ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Mm. I, and I guess the Lord might be leading you to Texas tomorrow, and you didn't know that when you walked into the office well, tonight. Well, that might be my mom. I don't know if it's the Lord. No, yeah. you know, the Lord uses You know, when I think of this, I, I get this flashback to when I was in Bible college. We had an old blue Nova that my wife's grandmother gave to us. Mm. 
And we had one of those old Hagstrom maps of New York City. You know, one of these big maps. That's yeah. when you needed maps. When you needed maps, yeah. And I would go into my Blue Nova during class, between classes, uh-huh. and I would sometimes get on my knees and just pray in over that map oh, wow. in New York City, for New York City, and just oh. pray for New York City and ask God to lead us to the city. And I remember I did a project on, I had to make up a church, mock church brochure. Mm. of you know, And so I made a mock church brochure for New York City. And here we have this five boroughs of 6,400 miles a street. And I just randomly picked an address that was on Clarendon Road in Brooklyn, hmm. which was about five blocks from where we actually started on Flatbush wow. Avenue wow. in 1984. <laughs> wow. I was like, that was really amazing, yeah. you know. Mm. But God leads us. And one of the ways he, he leads us, as we're talking about, he accompanies us, he mm. teaches us, he mm. plans our way, but he provides for us. Amen. And, you know, God, God shows his direction toward us through provision because yeah. you can't sometimes go mm-hmm. to where you want to go if you don't have the resources. Yeah. True. And mm-hmm. I remember, and I, I'm sorry for this story, these stories, but <laughs> we were going to close on our church condominium office space Uh and we were going to basically spend all the money we had saved for 15 years you know and buy this small space but for 1.2 million dollars and this was just a couple years just a couple years ago this was in 2018 yeah and it was just a few weeks before like two weeks before the closing and i go to the p.o box and there was a letter in there somebody had passed away 10 years ago mm-hmm. in 2008 this is 2018 yeah wow 10 years previous and somehow they were just contacting us mm. that this individual this gentleman had left behind some of his estate mm. to our church i won't Amen. say how much but it was a significant amount of money Praise so God. that not only did that kind of just relax any financial burdens, yeah. but God allowed us as a church to even pay off our condo and and to to bless our missionaries yeah. and use it in a lot of wonderful ways mm-hmm. for the Lord's work. Yeah. And so God provides for us Amen. and He leads us and praise Amen. God for His leading. Pastor, if I, if I should say, I'm I'm very moved tonight to being here mm. because as God has been working in my life. Years ago, my mom used to say to me, you are a very determined person. Mm. And where I set my head, she said, you will go. But since I have received Jesus Christ, I have a different mentality. Mm. Although I am sometimes swear to be that determined person, well, I want this and I got to get it. Mm -hmm. But God is showing me that this is not the way, when you become a child of his. So my advice to people out there who is listening. We are not just talking for talking sake. Mm-hmm. We are talking from experience. And this is my Agatha experience. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Then you will find a true way in your direction Amen. in life. So I really thank God for this opportunity tonight. Beautiful, Agatha. Amen. And give us a call if we can pray with you and help you in that at 929 333 Three nine. So the spirits leading. What we're going to do? We're going to go to a beautiful song, and I love this song. It's entitled "Blessings." And when you have the Holy Spirit in your life, and you have the spirits leading in your life, Amen. You'll have His blessings, dear friends. So give us a call. Nine two nine three 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 seven three nine. And because it's raining out there, sometimes His blessings come during those times of raindrops. 
Try.
best, dear friends. What if the greatest disappointments and the heartache of this life is what it will take for you to hear the very voice of the Spirit in your life? Mm. And may God truly lead you by His Spirit. And now, not only is this a reality in our relationship with the Holy Spirit, that He leads us, but we see number two this evening, Micah, the Spirit's adoption. Mm. And let me read verse 15 again, where Paul says, For we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Interesting phrase there, Micah. So mm-hmm. what does the spirit of adoption mean here? Yeah, well, this is such a great question. I think the best way that I can consider it is to put myself in the shoes of the first century Christian. And I, I look back, I did some research on this, and in the Roman Empire, there was a system in place for legal adoption. This was necessary sometimes if, you know, for instance, a parent died, when some, then somebody else in the family would take the child or adoption happened for other reasons. But it was a complicated legal process involving seven witnesses and a Roman magistrate. But by the end, the adopted child was now a son with all of the rights and privileges. And Mm -hmm. when the son became an adult, they would receive the same inheritance from the father that they would have if they were biological heirs. And these legal heirs then had the exact same standing within the family. So the Christian living in Rome would have understood the gravity of what Paul meant Mm -hmm. when he said that we have received the spirit of adoption in that the Holy Spirit of God adopts believers at salvation, giving legal standing within Mm -hmm. the family of God to those who believe. Yeah, and that's where verse 17 kind of comes into this, Mm -hmm. where because we've been adopted, we're heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. And so what an amazing thing. You know, when I think of salvation, it's like a diamond. And when you look at it from different angles, it sparkles in different ways. So salvation is called a new birth. Mm -hmm. Jesus said we must be Be born born again. again. And the emphasis of that is at salvation, we receive the very nature of God And it's as if we were born into his family. Mm -hmm. So that's a picture of our salvation. But adoption is another picture. Mm -hmm. That when we're saved, we're placed even as adult sons. Mm -hmm. Adult sons with all those privileges, as you so greatly said there, Micah, Mm -hmm. uh, into his family so that we're inheritors of God. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and as you mentioned, sons... You know, we discussed verse 14, how those who are led of the spirit become the sons of God. And again, for the first century Christian who had any biblical knowledge, you know, they would have understood that this was no insignificant title change. You know, Mm -hmm. that term sons of God or son of God, Mm -hmm. it was used in scripture just a handful of times. You know, Adam was called a son of God Mm -hmm. in the book of Luke. (laughs) The angels were called sons of God in Genesis and the book of Job. And this term, it was used to talk about that fourth man in the fiery furnace in Daniel chapter 3, who many believe was a pre-incarnate Christ. And the term, of course, especially was used for Jesus, so often called the Son of God throughout the Gospels. And the thing that all of these mentioned have in common is that they have no father except God. And so Paul is telling believers that their salvation leads not just to a title change, but to a radical transformation. 
You know, in a moment, one becomes a new creature, a son of God, and the legal heirs of the Father. And John said something similar in the first chapter of his gospel in John one twelve. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Yeah, and thank you, Micah. That's wonderful. The spirit of adoption means that it is the Holy Spirit who adopts us. This, this And the, Paul uses this metaphor two other times in Galatians chapter 4, where he says, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Mm. And Ephesians 1, 5, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children mm-hmm. by Jesus Christ to himself, mm-hmm. according to the good pleasure of his will. And, you know, we're in a world where when a rich relative dies, Mm. family members will fight and kick and claw for the inheritance. (laughs) But thank God in Jesus Christ, we have an inheritance we don't have to fight for, right? No fighting. Because God will give us exactly the right inheritance, and we can rest in Jesus Christ and know that we are heirs and join heirs with him. And then there's another beautiful expression here, Sister Mm -hmm. Megan, Mm -hmm. where it says the spirit of adoption, but then that's contrasted to the spirit of bondage. And again, we're still in verse number 15. You have Mm -hmm. not received the spirit of bondage, but the comparison is we have received the spirit of adoption. Mm -hmm. So from what bondage... Does the spirit of adoption rescue us from? I really do like this question, Pastor, um, because I, I can identify with its truth so dramatically. Mm-hmm. You see, I, I remember as a little girl growing up in the Isle of, of St. Vincent, where I was born, that when somebody dies in my village, Pastor, I couldn't sleep. I would be so afraid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, the thing is, I didn't know that this song will be played tonight. And mm-hmm. one of the lines that stood out to me f- from the song is, what if a thousand sleepless nights mm-hmm. could be what caused you to know his name? Yeah. Oh, wow. And I remember as a little girl, I cried so much because um, I was so afraid to die mm-hmm. I, 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 and go to hell. Uh-huh. And... Uh, so when somebody died in the village, you were afraid I was that afraid death might visit you. I will see myself as being the next in line. Oh. Oh I will see my, I will picture myself in the coffin mm. without hope. Mm. No. You know, I, I, it was so, I was miserable. You see, salvation is a deliverance or rescue from bondage. Mm. Specifically, the bondage of fear. Mm-hmm. 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 Salvation de- delivers us from life principles of bondage from the fear of death. Without having eternal life, we are enslaved Amen. to the fear of death. Mm-hmm. For we know that we do not have the power within our flesh to conquer mm. the great enemy of death. Mm-hmm. According to Hebrews 2.15. Mm-hmm. says that Jesus came to destroy the devil who has the power of mm-hmm. death. And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. I praise God that now... That I have accepted Christ as Savior, mm-hmm. death is always in my rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. So instead, when death comes to my thinking and yeah. my thought, yeah. I see Jesus and His glory mm. that awaits Amen. me in heaven. Mm. Now Amen. death cannot claim me because Jesus has given me the victory over death. Amen. For God has not given me this, given us the spirit of fear, but the power of love 
and of sound mind, according to Second Timothy one seven. Amen. Yeah, yeah, that is an amazing statement of mm-hmm. Hebrews two that you gave that yes. we in Christ are delivered from the fear of death, and the fear of death puts people in in bondage mm-hmm. all their lifetime. Micah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Uh, if we're talking about the exact opposite of the spirit of bondage, whether it's bondage in terms of a prisoner um, or a slave, you know, the opposite would actually be the spirit of a free man. And Paul, he makes this argument, believers are now free earlier in this chapter, but God doesn't stop at freeing us. He actually becomes our loving father and we become his sons. And I remember once seeing a movie which depicted a man who had spent all his adult life in prison. You know, he entered prison at age 23 years old and spent the next 50 years behind bars. And when he was finally free, the whole world had changed. You know, it had been half a century and he simply could not handle life on the outside. You know, he was a 73-year-old man and had no idea how to live. He needed someone to come alongside him. But in his in his case, he was all alone. But the Spirit of God doesn't leave us alone. You know, as soon as the Spirit frees us, He also adopts us and loves us and gives us purpose and hope and joy. And we're no longer slaves and we're no longer orphans. Amen. 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 And so this is an amazing thing, dear friends. We have the spirit of adoption, Amen. which delivers us from the spirit of bondage, mm-hmm. which is the fear. Part of this bondage is a a, a Fear of death. Mm -hmm. And we should be afraid of death. Yeah. Because death claims every person. Mm -hmm. There's only three people that I can think of Mm -hmm. who did not die, who lived on earth and did not die. Mm -hmm. Enoch, Elijah, well, Jesus died, but he rose again and he defeated defeated death. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, Enoch Mm -hmm. did not leave earth in his own power. Mm-hmm. It says God took him. Right. Mm-hmm. And Elijah did not leave earth in his own mm-hmm. power. The chariots of God came down and mm-hmm. took him. Mm-hmm. But Jesus mm-hmm. laid his life down and took it back mm-hmm. and then ascended of his own power. Mm-hmm. He's the only person who's ever lived mm-hmm. to conquer death and rise again out of this world into heaven itself mm-hmm. and do it publicly, visibly. Yeah. This is incredible. So it is is through Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. that we are delivered from the bondage of death. And we are adopted into that family, (laughs) which is our deliverance (laughs) from death. Right, Agatha? Amen. So, Sister Agatha, this spirit of adoption now also tells us that we have something very special. So what does the spirit of adoption give to us in our relationship with God from verse number 15. Um, the spirit of adoption gives us a real intimacy with God mm-hmm. and leads us to cry, Abba, Father. This word, Father, has a, a great meaning to me because yes. I will relate to it in the physical. My father and I did not have a good relationship. And many people today, some of them, they don't know their father. They and the father do not have a good relationship. But when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and keep knowing him through the word, then you could really experience Mm. that, what it is saying here, that intimacy with God. Mm. And pastor should say something here tonight. Years ago, listening to the radio, I listened to your program. And I'm saying that to people outside here. 
pastor is a great teacher. I'm not saying that because I'm seeing you now or talking to your face, but because I have experienced it through the word that you preach. And that sermon today, I said to Sister Megan, I have to bring pastor to Grenada for one week (laughs) 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 to preach the gospel because you are so in depth. And listeners tonight is not just accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You have to grow in the Word. And you need a good Bible teaching church which preaches the Word of God to help you to experience it. So it's not just accepting Him alone. You've got to grow in the Word, mature in the Word. There you will receive that great adoption spirit of the loving God who we speaks about tonight. Amen. Mm-hmm. The spirit of God is in us. And yes. Galatians says, God hath sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, mm-hmm. crying, mm-hmm. Abba, Abba Father. Father. So the spirit cries in us, mm-hmm. Abba Father. And that Abba is so intimate, like mm-hmm. Daddy, yeah. mm-hmm. our heavenly Daddy. Mm-hmm. And I looked up this word in Romans chapter 8 where it says that the spirit cries Mm -hmm. whereby we cry so the spirit is crying in us in galatians 4 and now we're crying Mm -hmm. so the spirit in us cries leads us to cry Mm -hmm. and that word cry is a very desperate intimate cry the same word is used when jesus cried out from the cross it is finished we cry to our father Mm -hmm. abba father we need his help dear friends if you need the help of god tonight and you need a powerful touch and work of the Spirit of God in your life. Call us right now. We have some wonderful call screeners. Brother Raul is here this evening. He'll be with us next week in our program, Mm -hmm. right? But he's here tonight to call screen. Dr. Esther Hahn is here. Call us right now at Mm 929-333-3739. Yeah, Pastor, I just, uh, that that phrase, Abba, Father, I think it's interesting that Agatha just mentioned, you know, she didn't have a great relationship with her father. Yeah. Well, in that case, she wouldn't have used that term, you know, because this is an intimate term. She wouldn't so use true. it with her father. And mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I thought that this was an interesting phrase. It occurs mm-hmm. just three times in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple reasons why I find it interesting. So first of all, the word father mm-hmm. used in this verse, it's a straightforward Greek word pater, pater. Mm-hmm. And we know that the Jews spoke Greek at this time in history, but the word Abba mm-hmm. was a Greek word that actually came from the Hebrew language. So when a Jewish person would say Abba, father, mm-hmm. they would essentially be adding an intimate word from their mother tongue yes. in front of the more formal word for father. And mm-hmm. this makes it more intimate, you know, as, as we were just talking about, I heard mm-hmm. it said that you know, you would often hear little children in Israel running after their fathers, Sing yelling, Abba, 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 you know, wanting to be picked <laughs> up and carried. Um, the second reason I found it interesting is I learned that mm-hmm. Abba, from the original Hebrew, it's the o- it's only one letter different from the word for love, mm-hmm. which is the word Ahava. Mm-hmm. So that may sound trivial, or maybe it sounds like a coincidence, but there, are, you know, because there are lots of words that seem similar, but when you realize that the letter that they add to that word to make it love is the same Hebrew letter, it's called He, which is similar to our H, and it's the letter that God added to Abram's name to Mm -hmm. make him Abraham, and he added that letter to Sarai's name, making her Sarah, and it's the Hebrew letter which represents divine breath and Mm -hmm. spirit, so it's used you know, twice in the personal name of God, Jehovah. So since I don't believe in coincidence, I think it's significant that the word dad Mm -hmm. in Hebrew becomes love when you put that divine spirit into Mm. it. 
Amen. Wow. And it's also powerful because Jesus used this word mm-hmm. in the Garden of Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said it only appears three, three times. times yeah. mm-hmm. And once is there with Jesus, and I believe in Mark, mm-hmm. uses this where Jesus said, Abba, uh, Father, Father, in great intimacy to his Father. Mm-hmm. So we have the Spirit's adoption. We have the Spirit's leading. And thirdly, we have the Spirit's witness in verse 16 and 17. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit Mm -hmm. that we are the children of God. Wow, this is so amazing. Mm -hmm. That the Holy Spirit witnesses to our human spirit that we're his child. So what, Micah, can you talk more about what the Holy Spirit witnesses and how the Spirit of God witnesses to our human spirit that we have this salvation. Yeah, so the word translated beareth witness. Um, it can also be translated testify unto. Um, it's it's used as a legal term. And I read in several sources that legally Roman adoption was permanent. So once a child was adopted, the parent could never disown that Mm. child and so paul he isn't necessarily highlighting the legal matter in this verse he's actually talking about two individuals interacting together no judge no jury just god's spirit bearing witness to man's spirit and the holy spirit is speaking to the individual believer just as a father would speak to a little child assuring them with comforting words proclaiming that god is now his father and that the adoption is eternal. So mm-hmm. while I'm certainly no expert on modern adoption, I would assume that you know for, a ch- for children who had been an orphan at some period of time, surely in the first days and weeks of their adoption, those children would need regular assurance of their standing within their new family. Mm-hmm. You know, and any sensitive adoptive parent would then strive to show even an excess of love, speaking regular affirmations to reassure that child that they are now a loved member of the family. And that illustration to me, it just symbolizes this idea of what Paul is saying in these verses. Yeah. Amen. And dear friends, again, if we could help you, and Agatha, I thank you for saying that earlier because I know that there are many people who have a very difficult relationship with their father and maybe you feel lonely in this life but you can cry out to your heavenly father and draw near to him and say Abba Father if we could help you and pray with you Mm -hmm. please call us at 929-333-3739 we have the Spirit's witness and 1 John chapter 5 and we're going to go there now as we get to the last few minutes of our program tonight Mm -hmm. in first john chapter 5 and verses 6 through 13 this passage deals amazingly with god's witness to us and i'd actually like to read these verses Mm -hmm. and i'll read them beginning at verse 6 because 11 times Mm -hmm. this word witness is used in these verses from verses 6 down through verse and i'll just read down to verse 12 Mm -hmm. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 6, it says, This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Not by water only, but by water and blood. Mm-hmm. And that's talking about his baptism, the water, and the blood that he shed on the cross. And it is the Spirit that bears witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record, that word record is witness, there are three that bear witness or record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one, a powerful, clear statement of the Trinity. Verse 8, there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit, and uh, the water, 
and the blood. These three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God has the witness in himself. So John is saying the same exact thing that Paul is saying, that the Spirit of God witnesses within us to our human spirit. And John says we have the witness or the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. in us. And where, where, where was uh, I reading? If we res- middle of verse 10, I think. Verse 10, I'm sorry. I, was, I got so excited, I stopped. <laughs> it says, he that believeth not God has made him a liar. True. It, 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 because he, he believeth not the record or the witness that God yeah. gave of his son. And this is the witness or this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. He that hath the son hath life. He that hath not the son of God hath not life. Wow, we have the witness. So, Sister Megan, these verses speak of a lot of different things, but verse 9 especially tells us that if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. So what are, when, when we talk about the witness of men, the witness of God, what are some of the ways that we do receive the witness of man, and what ought we to remember when we receive man's witness, and how can that encourage us to receive God's witness? Amen. Well, we believe the witness of men in countless ways, mm-hmm. you know, ordinary transactions. For instance, um, the fact that we are constantly acting on the behalf that what others say is true can be seen like when we go to the train station and the schedule says that the train will leave the station, in, let's say, at 10.42 a.m. Mm-hmm. Or when we watch the, the weather report. Yeah. And they tell us that it's going to rain, although sometimes I'm fooled by that yeah. one. <laughs> but I take my umbrella anyway. But then, yeah, even if you don't, you say, oh, it didn't even rain. But yes. you, you believe yeah. them, right? I, I take my umbrella. Today so, they were right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And we, we read books, we um, news stories, social media accounts, and we, we believe the witness of men. It is little wonder that bands, again, that Bible commentator, he remarked. He said, the mind is so made that it must credit the testimony borne by others. And if this should cease even for a single day, the affairs of the whole world will come to a pause. That is how much man depends on the testimony of man. However, we must always remember, never forget, that the witness of God is greater than the witness of men. For God cannot lie while man often does. Mm-hmm. God witnesses witness from heaven that Jesus was his son yeah. in whom he was well pleased. Mm-hmm. And so we must believe God. Amen. Amen. You know, we do receive the witness of men in ways we don't even think about it. We just like assume it to be. Mm-hmm. And, and I think of when you, we go into a grocery store and you want to buy a can of soup mm-hmm. and it says, Campbell's cream of chicken soup mm-hmm. and it's just in a can but mm-hmm. it has the it has the label on it so you you are receiving that witness that it, it is Campbell's cream of chicken soup mm-hmm. but what if you get home and you open it up and it's Goya's red beans <laughs> or kidney beans you yeah. say well that was uh, that witness wasn't but that's never that doesn't happen right mm-hmm. so what I'm saying is the witness of man we receive mm-hmm. how much more should we receive the witness of God because yeah. if we receive the witness of man, the witness of God is greater. Mm-hmm. The thing about that, Pastor, you see, we are living in a world today in which 
men depend on scientific knowledge to prove things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, 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 we become dependent on test tubes and scientific apparatus. Yeah. Yes. But the witness of God is so much greater than all that because his witness is not only external but internal. It, it indwells, his spirit indwells us. Amen. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that, that's true. People are looking for scientific things, oh. even though the Bible is scientific and we believe in science. But, dear friends, science cannot answer these important questions mm-hmm. of the Spirit mm-hmm. indwelling us and speaking to us and witnessing to us. Because think of the, the way I look at the witness of God is we have the Holy Spirit in us mm-hmm. and He witnesses to us. So, the Holy Spirit was there in creation. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we be- received the witness of God that he created us. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit was there in Bethlehem when Jesus was born and the angels were singing. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit was there when Jesus was dying on the cross. The Holy Spirit was at the empty tomb. And so when we receive the Holy Spirit in us, we have the Spirit of God to witness to our spirit that we're the children of God, but to also witness to the world mm-hmm. that Jesus is Lord. So, Micah, what are some of the other great truths? We just hit at a couple of them, but yeah. in these verses, 1 John 5, verses 6 through 13, what are some other great truths from this passage? Yeah, well, the end of verse 9, it says, For this is the witness of God, which hath testified of his Son. And, you know, we may breeze past the sentence as if it's some abstract event with no particular particular place in time, but no, if we believe the Scripture, then it's important to remember just as Megan was saying, that there were actually specific times when God testified of his son Jesus out loud to the people on earth as a witness. You know, there was the first time immediately after Jesus was baptized, he came up from the water and the voice of God came out and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And there were many witnesses there, including John the Baptist. The second time we see the witness of God was at the transfiguration when God spoke in the midst of that cloud. He basically said the same thing as the first time, but in, in addition, he said, hear him, meaning listen to my son. And there were Peter, James, John, Moses, and Elijah all there to witness it. And then the third and final time Jesus testified from heaven was in Jerusalem just days before Jesus' crucifixion when Jesus asked the Father to glorify his, his name. And God answered and said, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. So scripture tells us that the people who stood by, whether they recognized what it was, they did hear God's voice. And Paul is saying that the reality of God's witness then is the same as his witness in our spirit now. The Holy Spirit of God that is in us now was there then, as you said, Pastor. Amen. So, dear friends, it is the spirit that bears witness. The spirit is truth. And I pray he witnesses to your spirit that you're his child. Thank you, Agatha, for being here tonight. Sister Megan, you were both such a blessing to us and to Mm -hmm. our listeners. Thank you, Micah, as always. Mm -hmm. Dear friends, as we close tonight, just think about this. A baby cannot sign checks, Mm -hmm. but the child of God can draw on his spiritual wealth in Christ because he is an heir of God and a joint heir of Christ. So draw on the spiritual riches that are yours in Christ today and through the week. Good night. Thank you for tuning in to the Heritage of Faith Conversations radio program. To find out more about Heritage Baptist Church and our service times and locations, visit our website at hbcnyc.org. We stream multiple services online each week, including 11 a.m. Sunday mornings and 7.15 p.m. Wednesday nights. All are welcome, and you can find links to participate in our services on our website 
hbcnyc.org. And join us again next Sunday at 6 p.m. for another Heritage of Faith conversation sponsored by Heritage Baptist Church. Until then, rejoice in the Lord.